This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back with another installment of Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. I'm joined right now with the founder and CEO of Comeback Daily. We're going to learn more about that. He's also the retail chair of the New York Cannabis Growers and Processors Association. I'm joined by Stephen Fance. Stephen, thanks for being on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brasco. It's great to be on the show. A loaded title and a workload I'm sure you have. <clears throat> now, let's go and talk really quickly about your work as the owner-founder of New York City's premier educational CBD re- retail hub, Comeback Daily, and your work as an advocate for cannabis legalization. And what you do a lot of is you're discussing what challenges the industry and legalization face, including reopening after COVID and your plans for re-entering New York's uh, adult use market. So one of the things I actually want to just make mention of is that for our listeners out there, we're going to be re launching our hemp hire radio series which is specifically about cbd education and the folks at pure will are going to be doing that with us so stay tuned for that the episodes are going to be coming soon we'll be back with hemp hire once again for those who are listening along the line here on the cannabis radio network steven uh because of the fact that we're trying to also try to do this thing but you came here with comeback daily and the need to educate on cbd because we see how much is out there. We see how much product is out there that, you know, it's like a supplement industry. That's what I, the best way I kind of describe it. I learned that from other people saying, you know, where in the plant are the products being taken from, being extracted? How are they being taken? What kind of hybrid it might be? All these questions that need to be answered. And the public is completely lost. They're blind from it. Yeah. What it's, do you think uh, about all this? Is that one of the is that kind of like the basis of the questions that Comeback Daily tries to answer? Yeah, definitely. And then especially the big one is like, am I going to get high? Right? You know, what you find is people hear that it has some sort of relation to marijuana, and then that translates in their brain to it being marijuana, and that you can get high from it, and they they don't separate the two. Because you have to remember something for our whole lives, whether it be my parents or my parents' parents or myself, um, you, you're, you've been up against like misinformation, right, for, for 30, 40 years. And so now you're trying to say, hey, there's, there's this side of the plant that's, that's not going to affect you the same way. And it's, it's hard for them. It's hard, right? Imagine being told your whole life, like, yo, this is bad. This is bad. It's going to ruin your life. And then 30 years later, they're like, actually, it's only a little bit bad. So maybe we can do stuff with it now. 
You know, it's, it's important. Your, it's organic. I mean, you're not adding any. For these, for we're going to speak for the real organic. That, that that's not really processed. It's not. Listen, I mean, what comes bad for you is what's being added to whatever it might be that be plant based or whatever, like if it's sugar to food or salt to food or if it's to nicotine to tobacco. I mean, it's the same idea. Is that or or the alcohol that's added to alcohol itself? What needs to be done to go ahead and distill it and create? There are always going to be underlying factors, but if it's the true, natural, organic plant, I mean, you really just ask yourself, how much is there that you actually feel like is going to hurt you? Plus, the effects when it comes to how powerful CBD can be in your own story, because you credit the benefits of CBD and cannabis with overcoming addiction and experiencing positive effects when it comes to mental health and wellness firsthand. You know, we now hear you hear people that are overcoming a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction and well drug addiction especially and using methadone or using some other narcotics as treatment and why it is that we don't see medical professionals or doctors why haven't they go ahead and say you know what you can wean somebody off of their addiction let cbd be a part of that let cannabis be a part of that it's natural yep. it's a way to go ahead and cope yeah no you're 100 percent right man and it's um you know, I went through treatment about like, damn, it's been, uh, it's been a while now, I guess. Huh? It's like 15 years. Uh, it's been 15 years since I finished my treatment program. And, um, and what was it you went in for? Um, you know, I, I was aller- I'm allergic to alcohol. Right. And so at 13, 14 years old, I wasn't around the right crowd. Right. You know, so instead of guiding me, you know, on a, on a more clear path, they, they led me down a really terrible path for someone so young. So like from 12, from 13 to 16, I was really kind of just exploring things without any understanding of like, you know, just not doing it all or moderation. I never had these conversations, whatever it was like, oh, if you're going to do it, if you're going to experiment, you know, be careful of this, this and that. Dare program in California was just like no 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 it's gonna right. kill you it's gonna ruin your life it's gonna kill you it's gonna ruin your life it's gonna kill you right and so I you know when I finished treatment um, it was tough man I was sober for two years completely and uh, I decided to you know start rolling up again and and enjoying the plant reintegrating it back into my life but this time with a much more a mature understanding, you know, in my mind and uh, understanding, understanding certain terms like responsible use. Right. Um, so I went back to it and uh, my family took it pretty hard. You know, um, things were said like, you know, if we knew that you were going to go back to this, we would never have gotten you like put you through this whole thing. Right. And so I know it's emotions. I know it's right. mom. It's emotions. I can separate the two as I've gotten older. But when I was younger, I was like, nah, y'all are crazy. But like, you what, Steven, the way you put that is so well put because of the fact that there's always that thought, of, like if you're going through anything and that had, leads to lead to some 12, uh, a 12 step process. But I like the fact that, you know, you realize you can be responsible enough. You can be accountable enough for yourself to go ahead and get back to something that is a coping mechanism. So that is you know, still going to give you that kind of relief, that relaxation, whatever kind of uh, ailments or afflictions you feel like you might have, that you're able to go back to that. You know you're yeah. not going to abuse it this time. You learned. 
And so it's one of those things where I can understand where family might be critical and others might be critical, but I don't think it's that way it, to me. I think it's the fact, you know, if you were able to even learn to moderate, then that's yep. great, especially when it's something that's plant-based, something that's organic that really it, it comes from the ground. It's not where it's going to be, okay, somebody goes back to alcohol or somebody goes back to, you know, prescription medicines that's not for them. They, it's a yeah. matter of you're going back to something that is safe, organic, and it's something that you know how to go ahead and handle now. That's what it comes down exactly. to. And now you come back to something that you know was a comfort and it worked. And now today you have what you were doing right now with Comeback Daily. And that, well, the website, by the way, is comebackdaily.co. Comebackdaily.co. And there's a lot to the story we don't have. I, I couldn't even get to scratch the surface with you right now. But the idea was you worked with the CBD company. You saw the need for people-to-people -people interaction to have more education of what's going on. And when you were offered customer service, you saw people wanted to see and speak with someone physically and really learn. And it's not just a bud tender, but people that really just have an understanding. And that's what you decided to do with Comeback Daily, your store in Tribeca, New York City. Yep. And using a hands-on approach, you have a knowledgeable staff and customers are encouraged to sample CBD products and learn how it can benefit their lifestyles. So you're offering product. You're offering a chance. Listen, I want to teach you about it. I want to show you how well it works. Yep. You know, something that I told my staff all the time, and I probably sound crazy as a business owner, but it doesn't matter because we, we still hit our numbers. We still became number one, right? But we're not, I told the staff, I said, you're not really a salesperson. When you come in here to come back daily, you are a guide. Because let me tell you something. You can give this to someone and they'll come back and buy it. That's not a sale. That's fact. That's science working, right? So when people come here, when they are new to it and they are apprehensive, we are guiding them, right? We're guiding them how to be more comfortable, how to understand what it can do for them. Then what are we doing? We're guiding them through the different products that we've curated to match them up with exactly what makes sense for them so that they're comfortable. They feel relatable. It's something they've maybe done already. Maybe they eat gummies. They got a sweet tooth. Maybe they take, you know, some people said like that, Oh my, my grandpa already takes 16 pills. So I just want to add one more since yeah. he's already doing that, you know, or they're taking the oil. So, you know, it's, it's really not about sales. It's about helping the under helping the customer understand the science behind it and then build up that trust to push that misinformation out that had to do with marijuana, right? Push that out and understand, wow, there's this other side. It can't get me high. It can't get me high. Like really think about it. It can't get me high, but I might be able to benefit. That's when things start to click. And then on top of that, you've also worked to create a lifestyle brand called Quad Deuce Neal. Yeah. Four twenty. And you're encapsulating the culture and legalization efforts in New York City's cannabis community. By the way, I got to ask you, how's the uh, how's everything going right now? Where I feel like New York State and Governor Hochul taking on what Governor Cuomo had created in terms of getting the passage of the bill in. Talk to me about real quickly just about how the rollout has gone so far for you and how it is for small business owner for you to burgeon in the cannabis industry, especially when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion, social equity, licensing, all of that. Talk to me about how the experience has been for you so far. 
Um, you know, being an activist and advocate in the space for so long, it's it's gone, I would say, as speculated. You know, I remind people and, and I have experience with with this in the past where um, like my family business were in seafood. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw when, for example, they switched over uh, fish inspections from FDA to USDA. OK, they announced this whole thing. They gave everyone a start date, right? They gave everyone a start date for when this program would begin and you will Mm -hmm. mandatory have to get it inspected by the USDA, right? Now check this out. Yeah, We have like two, 300 containers of a specific fish swai come into the country, whether it's US, uh, LA port, Houston port or East coast port, right? USDA can inspect four containers a day. So what happens? bottleneck what happens fish is melting everything's ruined right and and this i saw on such a large scale when i was a young kid in the family business i was 22 years old you know 23 years old seeing this and it made me realize that yes on the ground floor we want to say hey you should you're the government you should be able to pull in whoever you want Mm -hmm. and 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 get the get it done right and look, it's just, it's not that easy. So I say that to remind people like, you know, they're, they're trying to come up with rules to set us up for the future. And yeah, we want it fast because we want to be in business, but we also want it right. So we have to understand that balance, you know? And so it's, it's gone as speculated for me. I think if you look at some of the proactiveness of the OCM, you can see that they, you know, made a move on the conditional licensing for cultivators. You can see that they introduced a very strong, that still needs work, um, you know, social equity conditional rollout for retailers so that if you were formally incarcerated, you're able to take advantage of of those qualifications and really, um, you know, start your business early. Now, you want to make sure they're available and you also want to make sure that they thought their backup, what they thought was one of the most important components of the legalization rollout in the first place. Yeah, and so it's um, you know, I'm 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 happy with it so far. I feel like the various activists and ac- advocacy groups are doing, you know, uh, immense work in trying to shape it in a way that makes sense, provide input and color so that they understand where we're coming from and why and what a what a possible solution is. Yep. I can imagine the foot traffic you have in New York City and how things are <clears throat> obviously picking back up. And really, how often uh, when you are offering product for sampling, I mean, it's amazing what you have, not just some of the products, but also the beverages. So if you want someone, somebody to get a chance to sample the beverages as well, that's yeah. also what a great way to get, get people started. Just something that will just give them a little pick-me-up. Take a, take a sip, try it, see what you think about it. Yeah, because there's not enough of that. Like it's almost like the the Costco BJ's wholesale <clears throat> kind of idea. Like, yeah, people need to sample all of this. People need to see how this is applied to you. The fact you get a chance to go ahead and experience it yourself, <clears throat> because you know to kind of make people take that extra step to go ahead and make the purchase. People don't do it enough. Where you get the sample, you get the feeling of what how good it can be, and then maybe they're not, not going to go to an exhibitor <clears throat> to a show where you might be at an event. Or they might not get a chance to go and see you at a, at a convention. Whatever you might be, they might be offering yeah. samples. When you're coming to the store, you take that first step to come in. 
then you take that next step to try it out and then to purchase. Yeah. And dude, you know, that was the best decision I ever made, man. I knew it. You know what I thought of? I was like, man, if I could sneak weed into my parents' stuff, I would have done that. I would have done that 10, 15 years ago. Cause my parents are in arranged marriage. They have four kids. I was the first and I threw them for a fucking loop, you know? So I, I just, I, I, I really want to see, I, I knew I was like, okay, I can literally give my mom CBD and she's either going to benefit from it and never know, or she'll benefit from it. And I'll tell her eventually. Right. And that, yeah, I was such a game changer for me, man, because I'm sure, you know, you know, you, you start to advocate for pot and then it's all, it's all fine when you're talking about cancer and, you know, uh, Parkinson's, you know, people are down with that. Then you start talking about, okay, but the regular person that's not deathly ill, right? Chronic pain arthritis. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 we can't have them smoking. Well, we don't, they're they're not, they're not ill. They're not dying. Push back from big farmer. We get that kind of propaganda all the time. So they're going to watch it on TV. You're going to say, Oh, this and that. But while they're so cautious and protective, the one thing is that for you that you did get instilled a work ethic like crazy and determination you got entrepreneurism through your your veins and <laughs> you're working really hard for that. And that's the one thing was just like you would offer for your mom or someone in your family to go and try this out. You have that discovery bar. I like the way you put this. This is from Honeysuckle Mag. You were profiled in that uh, yeah. in an article there a while back. And you mentioned about the discovery bar helped the design to provide customers access to the products. With the guidance of staff experts, you said, quote, someone came to the store and said, oh, it's like a Sephora for CBD. You get to try everything. People have done it before, but it was just you couldn't do it with weed. And I like yep. the fact you have that. And it's one of the standout things for everybody to go and get, get the chance to try this out for themselves. Yeah. And look, you know, I, as I talk about it with you, that's a move you make like knowing about this and you know what i mean like this is that's a move you make knowing about this plan and i only say that because i've heard others who uh don't you know and not to say that they need to smoke weed every day but they just haven't been in it for as long right and and that's just experience and so they they didn't think to sample first you know they didn't think to do these things because they were they were scared of what could happen. But I was like, dude, if I couldn't give you weed, I damn sure can give you CBD. And you know why? Because I've smoked both. I've done both to the point where I know it in and out. And I know that finally it's my time to really push this into people's faces. Like try it, try it. It's science-based. If it doesn't work, you tried it. You didn't cost anything. You leave, you come back, we talk about it. Maybe we try to figure it out. Yeah. There In the magazine article, I want to take this, this quote from you because it was really good. Quote, so if we take that, we flip it to health and wellness. Talking about CBD itself. You first have that sweet spot that's going to relieve the mental. Second and third sweet spots are going to be pain and sleep aids based on your tolerance. But everyone's different. You have friends that heck can drink three glasses of wine. They're still in that first sweet spot. And yeah. you, a glass of wine will make you sleepy. And everybody's got that. We got to be patient enough to figure that out with prescription pills. Someone in the lab has already figured that out. And after selling CBD, I realized everyone's got a different dose. And it makes me wonder how pharmaceuticals are the second largest grossing industry, but we still can't get custom dosed medication. 
Bro, how did you just say that? You just took those words out my mouth in the store, dude. Yeah, that's what they quoted you. That's what they said. Oh. Maria, but, uh, <laughs> I, know, I was man. like, what, dude? You, I literally say the same thing. <laughs> but that's exactly what you said. You, but I, yeah. I like the fact, and you tell another story. So people hear that, and it's like, that's the, that's the onus of what Comeback Daily is about. That's where people need to go and go to your store and check it out. So get, real quickly, let's go ahead and let everybody know. The website is comebackdaily.co, comebackdaily.co. And you can also look for at Comeback Daily on Instagram. And where is the store located in Tribeca there, Stephen? Actually, we closed the Tribeca store um, prior to COVID. You know, if it, if it hadn't been for legalization, we probably would have opened back up. But... Now I kind of got to shift gears so that I can have more energy to work on on the recreational license. But we're open in the East Village. We're at 516 East 11th Street, and we still have our Discovery Bar. We got our sampling. We got everything curated to the T for everyone. Old, young, everyone. Excellent. East 11th Street, 516 East 11th Street, New York City. Go check them out. Again, website is comebackdaily.com. And again, I've been joined by Stephen Fan, who is, again, owner and founder of Comeback Daily, New York City's premier educational CBD hub, and also with the New York Cannabis Growers and Processors Association. Thanks for being on with us, Stephen. Really appreciate you being on with us. Thank you, Brasco. I hope you have a great day, man. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.